Hey, I'm MJ. What's up? It's Tay. And this is Cultured or Whatever. Where safe spaces meet real convos. And, you know, we just started this podcast um, because we felt like we had a lot to talk about. Um, We felt like it was a space where we can talk about real things that um, affect us and our peers and our coworkers and families at the time. Um, This is our first episode. So we just want to kick it off with like just talking a little bit about us so y'all get to know us. And over time, we hope that, you know you'll be able to connect with what we are saying. So, MJ, tell the people a little bit about you. All right. So, first, I'm happy to be here because, you know, I love to run my mouth. You know, I have a platform and a purpose to do so. So, I'm originally from Washington, D.C., and I grew up, like, like bouncing, bouncing between D.C. And, and Maryland a lot. But I spent my formative years in D.C., and when I graduated, I left to um, I left for a teaching job here in Philly, and now here I am. Okay. So yes, I I educate I educate the children. I mean, we need it. They you know. need it. I mean, so I teach the babies. <laughs> what um what grade level do you teach, uh, MJ? So I actually teach first grade. First grade. So first like, what grade. made you go into teaching that? That age group. So I always not wanted to teach in in like the elementary sector, mm-hmm. like early childhood, because I love the resilience of that era. Mm-hmm. I love the bounce back with high school and middle school. Mm-hmm. You just have to work a whole lot harder. And mm-hmm. I just I personally I just didn't feel like I I had that I had that kind of patience because I feel like with teaching, you need patience. Mm-hmm. But with middle school and older kids in general, you need a specific kind of patience mm. that I don't think I've uh-huh. quite <laughs> that I don't think I've quite built yet. Yeah. But with kids, I'm young. I got the energy. I love their energy. I can match that all the time. And plus, I'm a big kid. Mm-hmm. I love doing fun stuff. I love coloring, cartoons, Marvel. So all the stuff they love. I pretty much love to. Got you, got you. Well, I just want to be the first one to thank you if nobody has done it for, you know, instilling into our kids. And I know personally we met working at a school together. Um, and it's just different giving back to our black and brown students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've watched you do your work and it's just so amazing. Like they love you a lot. Oh, so thank you. I love them too. <laughs> So I'm Tay out there for the people that's wondering, you know, who's the other person on the mic. I'm Tay. I am a uh, social worker by trade. Um, I work in the substance and alcohol abuse uh, industry. Hey, now. Uh, you know, they need me. You know, you know I got I to gotta, gotta be down from people's. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, I come from the education industry for the last seven years. I've taught. I've um, been a mentor. I've been a school social worker. And it was just time for me to move on to a different industry. Um, I'm big on helping the family as a whole. Mm-hmm. And this is just where the next level of my expertise takes me um, as a product of someone who uses substances. Um, I've always been big on, you know, helping those who I wish would help me and my family mm-hmm. growing up. So I'm definitely that person that want to be the adult that say, hey, let's 
let's get right for your kid. Like I've I've experienced working with the kids, so now I want to work with the parents and really get families back on track. And you guys will learn a lot more about us moving forward. I am a mother. I was about to say, you know, she she's mom. If you haven't picked up by now, she's mom. (laughs) I am a mother, wife, sister, daughter. You know, Um, I will have a lot of funny stories for you guys moving forward. Um, But we're going to get into today's topic. So we wanted to start off with something that we feel is very relatable. And it seems to be a trend, something Mm -hmm. I personally have battled with for many years. Um, And I feel like recently, (laughs) exactly. Um, I feel like we're 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 conquering it. So. We're going to talk about healthy boundaries today. Um, I hope this episode touches someone um, out there. And it's so prominent, MJ, in the Black community. Like, that's not something that we're taught to have healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that we are accepted to do. Um, I watched this girl on TikTok. I'm so mad. I'm going to have to come back where her at. She just started um, making TikTok videos where she's just like giving you scenarios of like when you bring your kid to family functions and you told your kid it's okay to not hug anybody. Mm-hmm. But then the elders are like, oh, your child's so rude. I was like, yes, girl, keep keep making the videos because yes. shed light on it. And I think it's very, it's very important to teach your kids very early on, even when it comes to your blood or your family about bodily autonomy. Mm. If my child does not want to want to hug you, then that's their choice. Don't make them hug you. What? What? Because your family. If we, if you rationalize it with family, then you're gonna rationalize it with other people. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing. And just to start off, I would like to define for people what healthy boundaries mean. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you cut people off too much. No, it's not about the cutoff. Like, I'm grateful for my cutoff skills. My my cutoff skills real. To I snip, just want to say snip snip. Like I should I should be a cutoff surgeon. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um, you know, healthy boundaries is defined as denying something you don't want to do. Plain and simple, cut and dry. Um, it is your human right to say, this ain't it, sis, bro. Cuz, dad, mom, in a respectful way. This is not something I want to do, and you're not gonna make me do it. And when when you cut off someone, it doesn't all it doesn't automatically mean like there's some type of beef or you wanna fight them. It's just simply I don't wanna partake in the same in the same habits that you do. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not that's not what I wanna make time for in my life. Exactly. And I feel like when we were growing up. And just just for the audience, like me and Jasmine is in two different generations. So, you know, my generation, you know, being born in the 80s, raised in 90s, um, healthy boundaries for a child, hmm. it did not exist. If I tell you to do something, you're going to do it. If I tell you to go somewhere, you're going to go. Mm-hmm. If I tell you to to... to Go be with this uh, person while I go run errands. You gonna go? And if you ask why, it wasn't all. It wasn't a legitimate <laughs> reason. It was because I said so. Exactly. Or just a simple, hey, I'm chilling in my room today. You better go. You better come out here and be with your family. Why can't I just have some space mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. to think? 
And then we are asked, why are you so angry? Why are you so rude? Why you got an attitude? Why are you so confrontational? Because you didn't let me breathe. Right. I need I need a minute. I need some space. I am overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And a lot. And then I didn't even know this. This was the word for over time. I am overstimulated. That part, that word has become so trendy where I am like, well, dang. That's what was wrong with me all these right. years. I'm just like it's just it it it's too it's too much stuff happening. And then and then with my family, I just had a completely different personality personality than than the rest mm-hmm. of them did. They were always so excited, so charismatic, and although that's who I am now, mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was just I more so was like an audience member watching my family. Mm. And I love them. I just I just always watch watch them watch, watch them do what they do, watch them in a natural element. But it just was never it was never me. Mm. And I will oftentimes be made be made to feel bad. Why are you acting like that? Why are you mm. acting funny? Why are you acting shifty? And I'm just like, I'm not acting like anything. I just don't I just prefer not to expend so much energy don't want you to do because for y'all it's nothing. Mm-hmm. For me, that is a production. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me to gust up enough energy to do all of that, I will be exhausted exactly. and stressed out by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd rather just, just sit here and be with y'all because for real, for real, because I love y'all, it's it's easy for me to just sit here and be around y'all and that be enough for me. That part. That I'm not part. putting on a show for y'all. Exactly. That's not who I am. So let me ask you this, Jazz. I know you like just stated for the audience that you just moved here from Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. I know you are your mother's only child. By birth. By birth. Mm-hmm. How did you Ooh. and have you or in the process of build that healthy boundary being a whole state away from your mom? Mm. So actually... When I when I got the job to move down here, it was I, it was a really quick turnaround. I was in the middle of doing of doing a summer camp uh, counselor job in D.C. and I had did my interview for the job up at um, while I was at the camp, and I got the job and he said, "Well, okay, well you need to be in Philly by August 1st. And it was like towards the end of the end of July. So I had to pack up and move. And I told my mom that I got the job. And because my because my boyfriend was in Philly, she was like, Oh, you moving to Philly to be with that boy. <laughs> and I was just like, no. Because I was applying to everywhere. I always said when I graduated college, I would go with the I would go where the money is. Mm-hmm. And then in DC, no one in DC is hiring a is hiring a post grad with a political science degree mm. and no job experience on Capitol Hill. Exactly. No one is in the market for hiring that. And not even not even the teacher jobs that I was applying for in DC. Wow. So Philly was Philly was hiring. Mm-hmm. So I gotta go where the money is. I'm not gonna be one one of those post grads and all. And, and if that is who you are, that's you. I'm not gonna be one of those post grads that ends up like coming home from coming home from college and then just not using her degree. Mm-hmm. And then I already told myself I was done with I was done with retail jobs and customer mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. I've done it for years. And oh, don't get me wrong, I am good at it. 
I just didn't want. I just didn't want that. that I just didn't want that for me anymore. I wanted a career, mm-hmm. and not only a career. I wanted. I wanted a career straight out the gate. I wanted to hit hit the ground running. My favorite quote, one of my favorite quotes is Bill Gates, I never took a day off in my 20s. Mm. So I told her, she's like, oh, you're moving to Philly to be with that boy. And Jesus. And I'm just like, no, I'm moving to a place that, that feels familiar because of my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But I'm moving here because I have a job with a salary. That part. And benefits. <laughs> And I love me some benefits. Listen. And I have a career. In my in my early 20s, I had a career. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she made it about everything she wasn't supposed to. Mm. So did you feel, did you feel like, not that you needed validation from your mom, but did you feel at least celebrated that you made this big accomplishment? Like, did you ever get that response? Yes, I feel like it was it was fate that I was at the that I was at that summer camp because I met some of the met and rekindled relationships with some of the best people. Mm-hmm. And so when I got the job and then and then some some of the staff members for the camp, they actually helped me with my uh with with my presentation for mm-hmm. said job. Okay. So when I got the job, I was just surrounded by all these people that was like Congratulations. Yeah. I'm proud of you. You deserve it. You gotcha. earned it. So all so although I didn't I didn't need that validation from my mom and I was celebrated, mm-hmm. it just would have made me feel so much better if I felt like she was happy for me. Cause especially being being raised by a single mom, mm-hmm. I've I've wanted nothing more in my entire life than to make her proud. Mm. And me getting a job in a field that I was happy with, a field that I could be proud of, and I felt like she could be proud of. I was like, well, well, damn. I'm... And then I also never wanted to be one of those people where you can chalk up my accomplishments to me being with a man. Because mm. mm. I am very much so have always been who I am mm-hmm. without my partner. Listen. So, like, did I move up here to be with him? No, I moved up here for a job. Mm-hmm. I got a job to do. Yeah. And it just so happens that he's here. Exactly. And I, and, and I, get, and I get to prioritize my, my relationship. A little more. A little more. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is my right as a grown woman. <laughs> I get to prioritize my relationship. Because if I don't prioritize it, who is? Listen, and, that, and that's the one in the two. So, don't discount what I earn mm-hmm. and downgrading it to I, I'm just moving down here to be with a man. Don't 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 ever do that to me. I've never been one been one to move based off of a man. Listen, he makes he makes me better and he challenges me. But I have my own goals and my own aspirations, and we also live. We also walk in two separate paths. Yeah. But you know that that comes to um, the point that I wanted to make sure we we brought up, and that'll bring us right into our healthy boundaries with our intimate partners. Is you know codependency. Whew, 
That, that word is a curse. I just want to say that. That's that's the worst curse word ever. But for those of you who out there that feels like you don't know exactly what codependency is, codependency is an emotional and behavioral condition that affects an individual's ability to have a healthy, mutually satisfying relationship. I think the key word is mutually. Mutually and satisfying. Mutually. Listen. For me, it's mutually. Listen. And what I realized is that oftentimes we learn codependency from our parents. Yes. It's not that your parents want you to stay for your comfort. It's always for their comfort. And, you know, I I commend all single parents. I I commend your mother a lot. Um, As a parent, period, sometimes you have to chin check yourself. Mm. Like, am am I making this point or am I giving this advice based off of my wants or my child's wants? Or not, or not even once. Am I making, am I making this decision or the, or am I forming this opinion around my fears? That part. Or theirs. And that's where we have to get into, you know, breaking these codependent relationships with our parents and really calling our parents to the table and like, hey. Sis, bruh, listen, I love you. You birthed me. You brought me into this world. Mm-hmm. But your trauma is not my trauma. I don't fear. <laughs> I don't fear the same things you the same things you do. And I don't fear those things because of you. Yeah. My whole life, you you have raised me to you have raised me to be this independent woman who makes good decisions, who has a good head on her shoulders, and and they, pri- and they prioritize. And that and that properly prioritizes things in her life. Mm-hmm. And and that's like a big point. And that brings me to like even so, y'all know I told y'all I'm a mom. Um, I have a 17 year old that's going into his senior year. I have a 20 year old that is graduating um, college. Yes, ma'am. Um, I often tell my 20 year old that I am here to give you advice. If you don't follow it, that's on you. I'm not saying I'm telling you to do, I'm not going to ever tell you to do what to do with your life. Mm-hmm. You can say he to me, your father's advice at the end of the day, it's up to you. Ultimately, like my father told me growing up, you know, his job on this earth was to lead me to the things that I needed to be led to. It's up to me eventually to live my life. Mm -hmm. He doesn't own me. He is just a guardian of me while I'm on this earth. So with that being said, I appreciated my dad for that. I even still stick to that this day in talking to my own kids because I... We were trying to figure out what my son wanted to do, and I know what I want him to do. But I'm not going to sit up here and be mad if you chose your path. Now, I'm going to nudge you like, hey, (laughs) you know, mommy graduated from Westchester, Dub CU in the building. (laughs) Um, I would love for one of my kids to go to Westchester, but if you choose not to go, I'm not going to be upset. Mm. But 
here's what I'm taking heed to for you. And, you know, right now he is battling with wanting to do military or wanting to go to school. I personally would love him to go to the military and get out of these streets of Philadelphia, which he is not in the streets. But ultimately, that's his decision. He don't need to be. The streets got enough people. They, Listen, they got enough of them. If I was that helicopter codependent parent, I would be dictating to him what he needed to do. I have witnessed parents in my time working with high schoolers say, if you don't go to school, I'm not signing your financial aid paperwork. If that ain't the definition of codependent, if that ain't the definition of having a chokehold over your child, how dare you hold that over your child's head so they could do what you want them to do do. so you can feel better about your life? Or you want them to join the sorority or fraternity that you join. Or you want them to go to the school that you never got to go. Stop living through your kids. Let me, let me say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> Stop living through your kids. Because yep. what you are creating is for them to in turn move on. And now they're going to move from receiving codependency from you to into relationships where they feel like they need to depend on another. I have met multiple people. And please, please don't cancel me, culture, when I say this. (laughs) I think it is amazing that the Black community is starting to understand that when your child becomes 18, they don't always have to get out. I agree with that. I wish my parents was able to allow me to stay with them for a long period of time so I get my money up and save for a house and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. The issue that I have is you can stay there, but you can't, you can't stay here. What's the plan? Don't get too comfortable. Don't, don't be 40 and you're still here. Mm -hmm. Cause that codependency is scary. What's your plan? Where are you going? Because, see, now your intimate relationships ain't never going to be none because you, you still at your mama mm-hmm. house. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> like, and that's another thing. I wish, like, honestly, my, my mom was one of those parents, like, like you like you can stay here. But I feel like oftentimes when she said it, she was just a little bit too comfortable with letting me stay for so long. Mm. And me, I'm just like, I can't. I was I was also one of, one of those kids that I can't do what I want to do and expect you to let me to do what I want to do when mm-hmm. I'm living under your house. I I definitely subscribe to my house, my rules. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying no bills. Your name is on the lease, mortgage, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I would have to sub- subscribe to your rules. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm not that person. That part. I need my independence because acting a certain way or doing or doing what someone else wants me to do it just makes me uncomfortable i would still i would still be be living in my mama's house and because i don't pay bills still be doing chores <laughs> i don't feel like i i don't want to be some 20 something year old that still still living in my mom's house doing chores or gotta ask if i can have company to come over that part because look i'm not i'm i'm not doing that i gotta ask your permission check in hey mom I'll be in at this time and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Because no matter no matter how old I get, you would you would still expect me to do that because mm-hmm. I'm in your house. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in your house, when you have people over, when you're entertaining, I have to be entertaining as well. Mm. 
And I think that just brings us to like, you know, putting a wrap on the family part. I think that just brings us to parents trusting that they parented to the best of their ability. Yes. Because when the parenting is parenting, you shouldn't have no dis like doubts or anything that you have raised your child to do the best that they can do and be a successful human in this society. Everything should be on backfire. autopilot. Because at autopilot. the end of the day, you can pour everything, blood, sweat, tears, everything in your child. When your child decides to do what they want to do, they gonna do it. So just trust your parents and parents. Make sure the parents and this parents and, and you have nothing to worry about. And to raise a free-thinking human being. That part. Because I, I don't know about y'all. It's it's nothing more irritating than than something that someone come to me talking about, did I do this right? Did I do mm, that right? Mm, what should I do? Mm, what should I do? Mm, what should I do? What should I do? Because then because because they're constantly coming to you for advice. Not only do do you have to carry the burdens of your life, mm-hmm. the trials and errors of your life, but you're also carrying that for someone else because you're you're clearly the one calling the shots. Listen, and I would I wouldn't want to do that for more than eighteen years. I mean, but I'm not a parent yet, so who knows? Listen, I mean, but that takes us into our next question because it's like, okay, Jazz, I know that you and your um guy mm-hmm. are a very young couple, so like. Even when it comes to like healthy boundaries in your relationship, when do you feel like the the umbilical cord needs to be cut where now you don't have maybe your mom, his mom, cousin, brother, sister over, over going over those boundaries that you guys mm-hmm. have made? How do you handle stuff like that? So... How I handled it, I made him a boundary for me when it comes to my familial relationships. Mm -hmm. I have the utmost respect for my partner, Mm -hmm. the utmost respect and love. And and although you although you don't have to love him. My utmost respect for him should seep into your utmost respect for him. Mm -hmm. So when so when you are referring to him in any conversation with me. It needs to be with respect. Mm-hmm. It needs to be. It needs to be with regard. Mm-hmm. So no, you cannot come. You, you cannot come to me j- just saying anything about my partner. Listen, because he's a boundary for me. Mm-hmm. It is my responsibility, especially with my family, to protect him in every way I see fit. Mm-hmm. That's physically, that's mentally, and that's spiritually. Mm-hmm. So if you have some, if you have any kind of concern when it when it comes to him, I mean, of course you can come and talk to me about it, but you need to tread lightly and you need to choose your words carefully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you come to me about concerns, it needs to it needs to come from come from an honest place, mm. an honest place, and you need to also check your biases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are your concerns for are your concerns for him and me? Really about him or me, or is it about you? Gotcha. And it also needs to be fact based. If yeah. you have any kind of concern, you need to be able to list A, B, C, D, E, and and whatever that you that any reflex that you have seen from us. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. don't come and don't come and check me about 
about about something you saw from other couples uh-huh. or this or that because we ain't them that part that part it's so funny that you say that because um <laughs> so for our audience out there um <laughs> You know, me and my husband just celebrated 10 years okay. of marriage. Woo-woo. 10 you know, years. 10 years in the game. 1423. Um, it's been a long, long 10 years, I will say. Um, was it easy? Absolutely not. Um, but was it worth it? I definitely feel like it was. I um, mean, it has been, and it's going to continue to be. I think our biggest issues around boundaries in our relationship um a lot of it did stem from family um just people respecting our decisions once we made them um but it worked out and like you know from og to to young grasshopper like long long as y'all stay a united front um it's not gonna it's not gonna matter like who say what or or how they say it. Um I I you know, we talk to personal basis and I feel like as long as y'all keep that lines of communication of how y'all want y'all relationships to look and how you want your boundaries to be, like y'all y'all gonna be good. Like the one thing I appreciate so much from my husband is um when I felt uncomfortable in situations, he had my back. And let let me be clear. We did not face opposition until after we were married. And I think that's one thing I will say that we like we have to acknowledge that when you are just in a relationship and you're not in a marriage yet, sometimes your title can be looked upon by your partner's family member like I definitely understand that. It ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's that's just your little girl. Exactly. And that's why I had told you, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you had he had he has to solidify you in their eyes. That's not something that you're able to step to the forefront. Like, well, I'm the girlfriend and we living together. Like, they don't want to hear you. Like he, <laughs> and even even that word we have, we have gotten the habit of, like, not using anymore, because even the term girlfriend or boyfriend, mm-hmm. it seems really young and immature and minuscule like and minuscule mm-hmm. it's just so small so like well so like when, when we when we refer to each other it's my partner mm-hmm. or i'm his lady i'm his woman mm-hmm. or that's my man because mm-hmm. i feel like when i you like say, my man though my man when you say girlfriend and boyfriend like i mean y'all playing Mm-hmm. For play, play, you play, know? play, play. It just comes across like that, and I'm not, I'm not speaking on y'all relationships out there. I'm just saying, like, some the mindset around it. Some people don't feel like that's a boundary they have to respect. Mm-hmm. Oh, she only gonna be here for a little bit. Oh, he only gonna be here for a little while. And it really does not matter how long y'all have been together. Me, me and my partner, we've been together almost, almost four years. Well, mm-hmm. four years in April, and I still feel like people. They still, they still don't respect it like I feel like mm-hmm. they should. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, we're we're not shacking up a plant house. This isn't something. This isn't something temporary from from either of us. Mm-hmm. It's something that that we see going going forward long term. And because me and him, we don't really feel well. At least earlier in the years, we didn't feel like we need to be married. I mean, I'm still waiting on my ring right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> baby, if you listen to this, <laughs> you know, hint, 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 wink, wink. But. I feel like people 
in no sense, and I also don't do understand how they can, how you can say, oh, that's just this little girlfriend, little boyfriend. Would you want them to jump into marriage so easily? I don't mm. think, I don't think marriage is, is something that, that should be taken so lightly. I, I still believe in the institution of marriage. And see, that is the problem. And I'm glad you, you segued it that way. Um, I think we have gotten away from the longevity of marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people, just like I said, people throw around the title of boyfriend and girlfriend. I think people have now thrown around the title of marriage. Like, I feel like people have now, um, went ahead and they get married for the for the wedding and then we check back in two years later they not there and i i feel like do you want a marriage or you want the wedding oh speak on it speak on it because see a lot of times we get into this situation where um, you don't, <laughs> and I know I'm going to um, ruffle some feathers on this one, but as females that want the wedding so bad, there are a lot of signs leading up to the wedding by the man or vice versa that this ain't what they want. So what boundary are you crossing at that point where you are that so not in tune with your partner that you are forcing them into this institution to sign these papers just so you can have a big ass party and look beautiful for a day. Right. If you wanted a party, we could have a party. We can have a party all day. But what we're not going to do is get married for the wedding and then two, three years later, y'all not married. Or you're staying in a situation where you can't be truthful with one another. Now you done had kids. Now that you you sharing properties. You uh-huh. invested. All because you wanted to ignore that initial boundary of, hey, I think we should stay engaged a little longer. Hey, I think we should get to know each other a little more. Mm-hmm. It's always I'm, the right now. Because I'm definitely not, I'm definitely one else who would have, I don't mind being engaged for a minute. I mean, I'm not talking about being engaged for like a whole five years. And I'm and I'm definitely not not one of those big, big like wedding people. Mm-hmm. I want to say how, how you can get into a marriage yourself so quickly just over the wedding itself. Like I, from what I've heard. It's and what I've experienced with, with, with party plan is that weddings are stressful. And it's overrated. I'm being I think honest. I think so too. And anybody I'm that not was spending all that money on the wedding. That was at my wedding in my wedding. Y'all y'all can um get mad if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> but what we should have done was take our behinds to Jamaica like we originally said right, we wanted to. Spend all that money. And spend all that money on us. Because I'm a, I'm gonna be one hundred with you guys. And I will say this for the people in the back. And please let let to let y'all know I'm saying this on the ones and the twos. Almost everybody that was in our wedding, we don't even talk to no more. Crazy. Madness. I'm spending all that money that that we that, that you would think we, we are spending on the wedding on the honeymoon. But the honeymoon. You the want, house. Something long term. <laughs> but you wanna know the kicker? 
We don't talk to them anymore. Because we created healthy boundaries around friendships. Because mm-hmm. what you're not going to do is now that I'm married, it speak bad on my marriage. What you're not going to do, mm-hmm. you stood in the room and watched us say our vows, but you still try to take my husband to the bar in the club. And, oh. and, and this happens a lot. This is not just a transparency moment, but this this happens a lot. So when we when we get down to it, like healthy boundaries show up in our families. It shows up in our intimate relations, but it also shows up in our friendships too. Yes. Like at what point do you want to add value to your homie's life? Yes. This is life. Healthy boundaries is telling me, Hey, MJ, I call you all the time. Only time you call me is when you need me to do and something for you. Something. I'm going to need that to stop, sis. When you want something. (laughs) Like, let's get into it. Like, Like friendships. I recently just had to end a friendship of mine because I didn't feel feel like she respected me Mm -hmm. in what I had to say the same as I respected her in what she had to say. Mm. Because a lot of people, a lot of people, they they feel like they, they can discount to what I have to say into into all my into all my twenty my all of my twenty year olds twenty something year olds, especially early twenty early twenty year olds. Mm-hmm. Need to check your friends, especially your older ones, and make and make sure that you and make sure that you are you are appreciated as and respected as much as you respect them. Mm-hmm. But going back to my point, I just didn't feel like. She respected me. And not for nothing, but said friend, I outwork her. I mean, like, and, I, and I'm not just saying that that's fact-based. Day to day, and you can attest to this, mm-hmm. day to day, I outwork her. When it comes to experiences, I have had more experience than her. Mm-hmm. Different experiences, but more nonetheless. Yet, I still get this kind of, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you saying that just because just you're young. Mm. Well, now you should do this. You should do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. First of all, I ain't got. I don't have to do anything but stay black and die. That's it. Mm. I feel like I was always being talked to as if I was her child. Mm-hmm. I am someone's child, but I'm not yours. My mama and my father, they back home in DC. Mm-hmm. But here, I'm grown. I'm a grown ass woman. So I just I just had to had to create that boundary because I just felt like and it got to the point where I, where I was being disrespected too. Listen, and uh, I mean, it's, it's talking about being cultured from my culture where I come from. You take you take it too far with me. How far do you want do you want it to go? And me not and me not put my hands on you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that's not how that works in my book. No, I mean, I agree. I feel like a lot of times we get into these um, friendships and we are taken for granted. And one thing that I heard recently was if you are always the smartest one in your group, Mm -hmm. you need to find a new group. Mm -hmm. If you are always the one that's adding value and there's no value being added to you, then you need to find a new group. And, you know, 2023, 2022 has taught me a lot about uh, compartmentalizing that I I love compartmentalizing. That Mm -hmm. is a healthy boundary Mm -hmm. practice that I have 
begin to practice. And that means for me, yeah, I work here. I meet you. We spend majority of our day together. Yes. But just because I work with you don't mean I got to be your friend. <laughs> now, if we hear and we meet and we link up and it's a good thing, then God bless. God bless everybody. Mm, you know, we met. Listen, because, you, you know, know we, we met through work. We met But it's a different, and and I'm going to get real transparent real fast. Um, 2022 was a little draining for me when it came mm. to friendships. Um, I remember going into... 2022 on a really good note i remember starting my past job a couple of years ago during covid meeting some amazing great people um and having a conversation with my husband where he's like can we can can you be nice and make friends because like i told y'all i'm the queen of the cutoff Mm -hmm. You know, some people childhood trauma will will send them into a codependency. My childhood traumas have sent me into a great deal of independence that I'm still working on. Mm, same. So, my husband had a conversation. Oh, you're meeting great people. Can 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 we see where these friendships go? I need you to have friends. I'm like, all right, bro. Like that's honest. I see where that, that's the honest thing to say. Like, like, babe, like, like, I, I, like, I know y'all. I know how you can be. Can you? He, can, he was tired of it. Can he you take it easy on 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 these ones? These like, ones, yeah. Take so, it easy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to see where this goes. Um, another another transparency moment, which I don't like to speak on my life, but I don't always have a good women's circle. Um, I think a lot of that is trauma also from my lack of relationship with my mother. So I said, I'm going to do this differently. Had a group of friends. Everybody have different personalities. But I was like the the medium. I was the one in the middle that kind of drew everybody together. Mm-hmm. My biggest thing is, just because you're my friend and such such is my friend, I don't expect y'all to be like besties. Like, that's, that's not what I expect. Mm-hmm. I had to start setting some boundaries because I would have such and such man because I was hanging with such and such it just turned into like a chore to be in these friendships because it was like I wanted to go out I had to make sure I tell this person and then it turned into well was this person coming why ain't going I hate that so much and it just was so draining and I went through the whole year celebrating everybody's birthdays, celebrating everybody's stuff, being there for everybody to look up in 2023 to barely, mind you, this is indirect. I'm getting indirectly shot down mm-hmm. to barely getting any love for my birthday. Mind you, I done, I done made sure everybody was good all 2022. Yep. Yep. I done put out fires. I done been therapists, been OBGYNs. I done been, I've been mm-hmm. everything to everybody. For free. To not for free, which I should send out some invoices, right. but I won't. <laughs> um, just to not get that back in return. So going into 2023, like I'm being very, very strategic about who I allow in my life. I have supported everybody in their endeavors. I have attended people's events i done sold and bought cookies i done did it all mm-hmm. and the one thing that i ask for people is if i am always checking in with you please do the same mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I have had people that got mad because I'm not picking up the phone and call. Why well, I got to be the first one to call all the time? My phone works both ways. That that part. And if it's not, maybe you should upgrade from from whatever droid you got to to iPhone. Sorry, oh, droid not people. The droid. I'm just saying, maybe maybe the they droids don't work the same you. way. Devon, please don't <laughs> cut this part out. But you know, it just in my 37 years of living. The last two years have been so freaking high schooly to me. Mm. When oh. I was in high school, I didn't go through this. That part. So I say all that to say it is okay to compartmentalize your friendships. It is okay to have work friends. It is okay to have personal friends. It is okay to have friends that you could call up for business things. Mm -hmm. It is okay to have friends that you call up to be ratchet. It is okay to have different friends for different things because everybody don't need to mix. This is not a mixed drink. I feel like you're supposed to have those those different kind of friends. Exactly. And if you don't, all of your friends, they're most likely kind of the same person. Yeah. They have the same kind of mindset. And that'd be the Probably crazy the thing. the same jobs. And I'm just like... Mm-hmm. That'd be the crazy thing. Like, I don't like her. I don't like him. But you act just like them. I'm right. confused. And, you know, I know we've been talking for a long time, but I just want to, like, wrap us up on, you know, just keeping that mindset of healthy boundaries is denying things that you don't want to do and that brings us to like even in the workplace a lot of times we feel like oh i can't lose my job so they asked me to stay five hours after the time i supposed to leave with no no overtime pay i need to be a team player no no (laughs) no no From experienced audience, I took my 20s of giving companies all that I could give. Mm. And I am in, I am campaigning for me now. Like, if it's not something that is going to allow me to work on my ish when I leave, if this is not something that I could say this is funding my dream, that part, funding your dream. Your job. Unless you are in something that you are passionate about and you've dreamed all your life of doing and you are happy and content about it, yes, give it your all. But if this is a workspace where you are here just to get to the next level, then you need to go in with the mindset of this is funding my dream. This is not my end all be all. So work needs to stay at work. work. (laughs) Because you see, as the millennial and well yeah millennial generation and gen z um and 2000s exactly at 2000 it's still millennial okay well the the people that was born in the 80s 90s and 2000s i I would down that um yeah i ain't got time to be breaking it all up and y'all can cancel me all y'all want to but (laughs) i'm gonna just do it as the people that was born in the 80s 90s and 2000s we get into a space because we grew up with sometimes conditions that wasn't always good that we feel like we have to work 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 because now we are codependent on that money that we didn't have when we were growing up so we put our hopes we put our dreams we put all of our passions to the side to make sure that we don't go broke or we don't lack mm-hmm. but guess what at the end of that line you won't lack in prosperity 
and value and legacy. Like I'm trying to create legacy. I'm trying to do something where once I'm dead and gone, I have added to the culture. Like, Mm -hmm. so MJ, we just had this conversation. Oh, you a teacher? You off for the summer? You better not go pick up another job. Look, because I sure, look, I love me a good check. And that's fine, but you're a teacher for a reason. I know, and I and like and I and, and I'm so glad it didn't work out. I was gonna plan, I was planning on doing doing another, doing another job over the summer, but I was, but and you told me, enjoy. I need to enjoy enjoy my free time. Enjoy your free time and pour into yourself. And to wrap and and to wrap that up, I think a lot of that comes from living on survival mode. Say it for the people in that back. Living on what? We need to stop living in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Your best, your best living, your best life is when you stop worrying about what if this happens? What if mm-hmm. this happens? I don't I don't want to be stuck like this. I don't want to be mm-hmm. asked out with no place to live. Mm-hmm. So I so I gotta have all these options. I gotta do everything. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, you you can try and do all this feel all these all this feeling you want, but life. It's still gonna be life, and at the end of the day, listen, you can do all this fielding, all these different things, and still be at the place that you did not want to be or did never hope to be, because you can't prevent everything from happening. That part, that part. So to wrap this up, stop living in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Kids, stop living in survival mode. And in, in order to do something that you ain't never done before. In order to accomplish, in order to accomplish something you ain't you ain't never you ain't never had before, you gotta do some things you ain't never done before. Mm, and, and we we gonna leave it on that point. I mean, yeah. you know, at this point, MJ just need to drop the bars. I because, mean, you know, you know I, because, I, gotta, I got a couple gems for you. <laughs> but we thank y'all today for tuning in to Cultured or whatever. Um, just look for us on the IG. It will be up soon, and. It was nice speaking with y'all. Remember, this is a place where we create safe spaces and have real conversations. Mm -hmm. Tune in for next time. Stay safe.